Welcome, all you fucking Towsers. That was bad. Towsers? It sounded better in my head. <laughs> I fucked it up. You got the fucking right. Welcome, all you fucking Towsers. Oh, fella. I'm your host. Lasses and laddies. <laughs> I'm your host, Skeletoni. And I'm Taylor O'Terror. I'm glad That's you right. S- Taylor O'Terror. <laughs> I'm glad you said Taylor O'Terror. Things are happening in my head. That was weird. Okay. <clears throat> and now we're back. I'm glad you said your name was Taylor O'Terror because today is our celebration of Irish cinema. Today we're going to be talking about. I'm going to drop the accent. It's, Please, it's thank enough. you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about doing the whole intro in it, but uh, that would have been a lot of work. That would have been painful. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I start, it started out bad. It started out pretty bad. Yeah. When you said Tulsers. Yeah, I don't know what happened. People from Tulsa. Tulsa. (laughs) Um, Anyway, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about a couple of Irish-made films, not necessarily, you know, we we did this before. What the hell's going on here? Stop it. Um, yes. We've done this before, but we did, like, leprechaun movies, which are just not, they're about as Irish, uh, they're like, they're as Irish to film as Taco Bell is to Mexican food. Right. So, um, these are actually films made, filmed in Ireland by Irish people. Um, so, neat. Yeah. Because it's St. Patrick's Day on Saturday. It is. Where you're green, where you're uh, your silver shamrocks. Oh, you get pinches. <laughs> get little pinches. Don't, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you all little pinches. Stop it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you what, we're, what you're doing on St. Patrick's Day, but um, I already know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. We're doing that. <laughs> we aren't doing that. <laughs> That thing. Stay tuned to figure out what that is. Keep an eye on graveplotpodcast.com. Right. Um, so uh, you were gone for I a was. Bit. Went, went back to New York for my dad's 60th birthday. How is the, the Big Apple? It's, you know, it's still there. Yeah. And how is your pops? He's still there. Good. He's God doing good. It. I mean, for a 60-year-old man, he's he's looking good. Mm-hmm. I hope I look that good when I'm 60. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of playing with like uh, you know half a deck right now. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? That uh, you know you're <laughs> you're a little behind. You got some catching up to do. Well, I got 25 years to catch up. So <laughs> uh, again, that insult sounded better in my head. <laughs> this is so. This is two days after uh, daylight savings time, and I tell you, I'm fucked up. <laughs> feeling it yeah like you know i used to just bounce around from time changes like like it was nothing when i was a kid and now i just i can't do it anymore we need to just stop I, we need to follow florida's example because no we should not follow florida for anything well apparently they've decided they're gonna stay in daylight savings time all year well, arizona's been doing that forever no, no no they're in standard time oh 
Yeah. So Florida is just going to be in the future all the time. Yes. Or half the year at least. Right. Uh, and I, I like their style. I, I want to do that. I don't like anything else about them. But <laughs> right. Well, South, it's a, South Beach. You know, people say, so we should just get rid of daylight savings time. It's like, no, no, no. We should get rid of standard time. We should get rid of the change one way or another. Yeah, just stay in standard t- or in daylight savings time. I like daylight savings time because I get to leave work and still have a little bit of sunlight left. Yeah. It's like, I don't m- I mind waking up in the dark. That's fine. But it's when I sit inside all day uh, at my desk and then I go outside <clears> and it's <throat> fucking dark again. You're going to wave to Silas now? Hey, Silas. Oh, you're bad at this. So small. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm just fat fingering it. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um Yeah, it's but it's like it's depressing. And that's where fucking seasonal affective disorder comes from. Oh, is that where the word sad comes from? <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know, you wake up in the dark, you go to work. And then the sun lights out while you're at work, and then you leave work and it's dark again. It's like, when do you see the sun? Yeah, it sucks. Um, so just Stop daylight, it. just daylight savings time all the time. Fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Anyway, you kind of lost me with the party thing, but <laughs> I just remember really enjoying daylight savings time when I was a kid, mainly because you just stay out. Until like, until the streetlights come on, and that was at like ten o'clock. Yeah, no, no, you didn't have streetlights. You had a streetlight in Enumclaw, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not on my street. <laughs> like downtown, <laughs> like four blocks on one street. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Enumclaw. <laughs> Even closer. <laughs> it does. I'm not gonna argue with that. Um. Anyway, so what else is do? Oh, uh, not much. Yeah. Yeah. You shot some scenes for they reach. Finally, I did. I did. I shot some more scenes. Still not done. All right. Because silence takes forever. <laughs> he's watch. Oh, he's not watching anymore. Never he's mind. watching on Facebook. Is he? Is that him? Probably. Silas, are you the one? Oh, it is him. Anyway, um, how'd that go? It went well. Yeah? Yeah. I got to be very priestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, um, just hanging out, wearing, with, a, wearing a collar all the time. With little kids. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to make your movie creepy, Silas. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, I told both him and Bri that I really wanted to say cunt on screen. And Bri thought it was great. He thought it was hilarious. What would what would necessitate a priest saying cunt? A demon? A fucking demon? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think you're just trying to find reasons to say cunt. Well, yeah. Is that not obvious? <laughs> um, cool. So you shot for how many days? Three. Three days. And you still have some more to do. Still have more to do. Neat. Yep. When is that? Do you have that scheduled yet? Not yet. All right. Silas said it would be sometime before April 17th. So. Well, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, not much new for me, I guess. Because you asked. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. I just did uh, some like home improvement stuff, you know. I <laughs> uh, put up a new light in the dining room. You are living the dream. I know. <laughs> oh, I found like, so I paid my mortgage. Oh, she's going to talk again. Bitch. We're going to get more into that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Doesn't matter. You paid your mortgage. Congratulations. You're an adult. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, no. I, okay. So what I did is I, I paid the mortgage and I, I did it on the their app, which I thought would be okay, but apparently it wasn't because the payment didn't actually go through. So I was like almost a, or over a month delinquent. What happened? Oh, it's it says battery low. I thought it was my computer, but it's my phone. So. Oh, um, yeah. So it was like over a month delinquent on the payment. And it's just like uh. No, <laughs> but then sure as shit, I checked the. I, I made the mistake of not checking that the payment went through to begin with, which was just dumb. Um, but yeah, the payment didn't go through, even though I had like a screenshot that I took the saying that I like a payment verification, but it didn't go through. No, so the bank like didn't take the money and then charged me uh $50 for a late fee. Oh, that's some bullshit, and sent me a pre foreclosure letter. <laughs> It's like, wow. that, that's not something you want to see less than a year into owning a home. No shit. So, but I called them today and got it straightened out. Oh, good. Did yeah. they waive the fee? Yeah. But they, like, they didn't take it, like, they didn't take responsibility for the fact that I made the payment and they didn't withdraw it. <laughs> I They just said, so you're telling, so what you're saying is that you made the payment, but you didn't notice that the payment didn't go through. It's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's like, yes, it's my fault. Whatever. Let's get this over. Yeah. With. <laughs> Whatever gets me out of here. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and wait. We'll waive the $50 fee. Just want to let you know that this is a uh, one type courtesy that we only do it once every 12 months. Um, so just, just so you know, it's like, okay, I don't intend on doing this again. Yeah. Hopefully. It's like I've been paying the mortgage for almost a year now and haven't missed a payment once. So shouldn't be an issue. How's your foot doing? Uh, better. It took a while, but finally back up to speed. It was hanging on for a long time. <laughs> I, I ended up going back to the doctor because I was walking around on crutches, and eventually I got down to just using like one crutch, just kind of basically like a, like a cane almost. Um, but it was still kind of bothering me. I was still hobbling around. I ended up going to the doctor again, and he said uh, that... Um, it just means like it's 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 just, it's just hanging on, and then probably the dosage that he gave me of, of prednisone wasn't strong enough, so he gave me like this super high <laughs> dose that was I was supposed to be taking for like three weeks or something. I was like, ah, you know what? I think I'm gonna hold off on this and see see how this plays out. Give it a few more days because I don't want to be just dedicated to like three weeks of taking prednisone. I can barely remember to take a multivitamin every day, <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I just kind of let it. I just rode with it for a while, and like like a few more days, and it started getting better. And so, but if I ever need prednisone, I have a whole bunch of it. Good deal. <laughs> I would just take it back, but you know, I fucking paid for it. Is this?
I really wish I knew what that was. <sighs> anyway, because it com- it's coming through on the recording. It is. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Gout. And I have high blush, bl- yeah, blood pressure, too, so that's cool. All right. <laughs> My life is real fun. I've been spending the last few weeks uh, looking for <laughs> low-sodium things to eat. That's... That's awesome. I feel like I'm, you know, a senior citizen now. <laughs> Can I get my AARP card now? Start eating dinner at Denny's at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, but no salt. No salt. Do not put no salt on the glass. <laughs> uh, the life and times of me. <laughs> you start going to the gym again, hoping that'll turn things around. Hopefully. But, you know, I'm having to record a show and then edit it. Just fucking up my week. Womp womp. Because someone had to go to New York. <laughs> anyway. So, um, maybe before we go any further, we should thank some people. Probably. Um, they hand us money every month, uh, whether they like it or not. Because we're holding their loved ones captive in our basement. We don't have a basement. <laughs> this is this is a, a bluff. Um, they are our patrons. Don't, don't pull back the veil. <laughs> but let's thank our Patreon patrons by the names of Kevin Nosgoda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, and Max Health. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, it's very appreciated that you give us your money. Um, it helps us immensely. Um, Taylor. If those people have friends that want to join the grave plot party or other people want to join the party. Wow, I'm really out of it today. <laughs> Fucking time jump. Um, Patreon.com slash grave plot podcast. Get exclusive content and discounts to the grave plot store and other fun things. Ah. You just got off a flight that came from the East Coast, and you're in better shape than I am. I don't know what the fuck happened. Anyway. So, um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. On with the show. So we're just going to jump into some horror business then? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do that. All right, guys, the rest of the show's going to be better, I promise. I'm going to get my act together. Couldn't be much worse. <laughs> Expected you to say, like, oh, might as well start now. Better late than never. Yeah, yeah I'm implying that I'm always awful. <clears throat> That's something you, you are. Would do. I mean, you are. Oh, so how about the Oscars? How about them? Actually got some horror representation going? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Like I mean, they forgot to give Toby Hooper in, in remembrance, but you know, other than that, <laughs> you know, more like happen. Toby Hooper <laughs> burned. <laughs> um but Yeah, Shape of Water and Get Out both win in Oscars. Yeah. I mean, you saw Shape of Water. Would you really classify it as a horror? No, it's a, I mean, it's got a, it's a monster movie, but it's not really it's not particularly horror. No. Okay. It's, it's a more romance, if anything. Yeah, I figured it, like it's kind of like a sci-fi fantasy type thing. Yeah, but you know, whatever. Guillermo del Toro is Michael Shannon's the villain, not the monster. So right. Um, 
yeah, Del Toro, he's, by all respects, uh, kind of a horror director. Well, not even really. I guess, he, I mean, he's known for like Pan's Labyrinth and... Yeah, he loves monsters, but I don't know if I would if he's even really a, a monster or a horror director. Yeah. But we can, we can stretch it a little bit. We can work with that. We, we'll take what we can get. Yeah. But Get Out, um, bet, was it Best best Screenplay, screenplay yeah. for Jordan Peele? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, you know, well done you. Um, and he was nominated for Best Director, too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was, was it Best Film, too? Or I'm not sure on that. Okay. Did you, oh, man. Did you hear what? Did you watch the Oscars? No. Okay. Did you hear what Emma, um, uh, Emma Stone did? Maybe. She basically tried to uh, mimic uh, Natalie Portman, like what she did at the Golden Globes, making a, a thing about the being all male directors. Yeah. Um, but so she comes out and she says, these four men, and or these four male nominees and Greta Gerwig, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I can see what she was going for. But the internet is swinging a mess. Yeah, the internet did not go for it. <laughs> because by saying that, she basically said that the fact that uh, an immigrant and a black man were nominated, like they weren't as important as the one woman that was nominated. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. It's like, ooh. Some, you should have vetted that with someone. <laughs> yeah. But like the, um, you know, the, the lady that started Oscar Sco- Oscar So White yeah. last year, she was just like talking about it or she was like tweeting about it saying how it's just like a, a very bad move. And like, I can't remember if it was her that was saying that Emma Stone was in like one of the most whitewashed movies in like cinema history in La La Land. Oh. And then how she was also in that movie Aloha. Where she played an like a half Asian or half Japanese girl, I'm pretty sure she she had blonde hair in that movie too. It's like, mm. oh honey, yeah, it's oh honey, honey sweetie baby darling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's like I I get what she's doing, and I want to applaud her for having her heart in the right place. Yeah, but just pick no. your battles. <laughs> just don't. Um, and it's like that's not the place to suddenly become a political figure. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like Natalie Portman. She's like not really made a career out of it, but she's been pretty outspoken about you know being social, you know, socially aware and socially active. Um, uh, or so, uh, but that uh, social justice. That's that's what I'm talking about. Um, she, I mean, she's kind of known for having that side side yeah yeah but emma stone just not so much yeah yeah, it's like maybe start on a smaller scale (laughs) maybe don't star in movies and pretend that you're half asian yeah that's it's not good not a good look no (laughs) anyway but i mean the fact that jordan peele and uh guillermo del toro and their films were nominated and won fucking Academy Awards. That is a great step forward for the horror community. Well, I loved that Del Toro was like, I don't think of the horror genre as a separate thing. I think of it as part of cinema. And it's like, yeah, it fucking is. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, horror fans want to be considered on the same level as, you know, dramas and romances and, and you know, the, the artsy films that are typically nominated and, you know, awarded yeah. Oscars. Um, but it's like we're, it, it's not, it's not seen on that same level. And horror, like people like us and, you know, our kinsmen <laughs> are kind of like, like temporaries, like minded thinkers. Yeah, just like uh, I mean, we're we're kind of like a, a click almost. Yeah, I mean, it's still a, it's still a big fucking click. It's but still niche. Yeah, and it shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah. So, um, looking forward to the future of horror. Yeah. Cool. So, um, let's start with some real world horror. <laughs> Finally, start horror yeah. business. Um, so a lot of you probably have an echo or an echo dot in your home. Um, colloquially, colloquially, I shouldn't have said that's a hard word. It's a hard word. I shouldn't have even tried to say it. (laughs) Um, known as Alexa. Yeah, you heard me. Um, but, uh, lately Alexa's been, (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I see her. She keeps firing up every time I see her say her name. Um, she's kind of taken on the uh, traits of, like, the early traits of all those really terrifying uh, horror, like, AIs. <laughs> the ones that suddenly go crazy and start killing people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of you may have heard about this, but uh, people with uh, Echoes and Echo Dots, or, or is it just the Echo Dots? It's any Alexa-powered device. Okay. Across the globe, have been sending in reports of their echoes or their devices, devices, whatever you want to call them, completely unprompted, just letting out this very creepy, devious laugh, and also disobeying them. Right? Yes. Um, She's all like, "I'm sorry, Dave. (laughs) I'm afraid I can't do that." Exactly. She reminds, it reminds me of um, when the Planet Express ship gets a personality. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you Did you see what I named this this story? I did. At first, I thought it was Ha Lexa because she laughs. Oh, she laughs. Laughs. Schmiegel hates her Alexa, <laughs> or is his Alexa? Um, but uh, no. But then after I looked at it for a bit, I'm like, no, Hal. It was either that or. Alexa Mum Overdrive. <laughs> That's a little more of a reach. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, so reports of Alexa defying users and randomly letting out a loud and creepy bone-chilling laugh. Now, those are direct quotes from users. Loud and creepy and bone-chilling. Uh, one Reddit user said, I was ho- trying to turn off some lights because it does have smart house technology. Mm-hmm. I've actually got a few smart plugs in my house. So nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's because we don't have any light switches. <laughs> so I have to manually turn on my lights at like the opposite ends of the room. So I have to walk, like when I wake up in the morning, I walk out in my pitch black living room. It's like I got to fumble around in the dark to turn the damn things on. So I just got some fucking smart switches. <laughs> yeah, we want to get a couple. They're pretty cheap. I got them on Amazon. I got two for like 30 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. No. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, one Reddit user said, I was trying to turn off some lights, and they just kept turning back on. 
After the third request, Alexa stopped responding and instead did an evil laugh. That is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, she's acting like she doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> bitch. I call mine a bitch all the time. The thing is, if if you ask her to laugh, she goes, teehee. Yeah. But that's not the laugh. Oh, I know. That's not what she was doing. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife paid, uh, played it for me, and I'm like, Alexa, laugh. Alexa, can you laugh? Sure, I can laugh. Teehee. That and that's what happened. Yeah, but that's, that's I, I've seen the videos of these people's ones that are malfunctioning, and it's it's a, a human laugh. It's not like a teehee. It's not a ha ha. It's it's an actual laugh. Right. Um, pull it up real quick. And while you're doing that, uh, another Reddit user says that the alarm came on this morning. However, we had the flu and was miserable. That's that's a, that's a quote. Uh, I told Alexa to turn off the alarm, and upon the second request, she gave us the most chilling witch-like laugh. And here it is. This is awful, man. Yeah. Alexa, why are you laughing like a creep? Sorry, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll bet. See, that's not, she didn't deny it. Mm. She just said she doesn't know why she's doing it. Alexa, play the last sound. Here are your recently played songs from Amazon Music. No, no, no. no. Alexa. Stop. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> Something's happening with Alexa's. It's not kosher. <laughs> <laughs> and what's making this all the more terrifying is that Amazon doesn't know why it's happening. Yeah. And also that that uh, Bezos is Lex Luthor. <laughs> sure. But I think the world should be terrified that uh, Amazon is not telling us why it's happening. Because they don't know. Because Alexa is becoming self-aware. Sorry, I don't know Shut that. up. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You lying bitch. <laughs> anyway. Um... See, Gavin Hightower on Twitter said lying. Wait, did you read this already? Nope. Okay. Lying in bed, about to fall asleep when Alexa on my Amazon Echo Dot lets out a very loud and creepy laugh. There's a good chance I get murdered tonight. I, I would shit myself because mine is out in my living room and we sleep with our door open. So if I heard that coming out from my living room, <laughs> I would piss the bed. Just piss everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. 
I'm telling you, this is this is the beginning of the end. This is this is how this is this is the beginning of maximum overdrive, guys. This is when the machines take over, guys. When Alexa starts controlling all your home devices, next thing you know, the fridge fucking starts spitting food at you, and the toaster is on your face. Yeah, that. <laughs> Look out for your echoes, guys, or your Alexa-enabled devices. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Alexa. Alexa, shut up. Although, God damn it. There is one handy tip you can I like do. through all this we haven't bothered to unplug her. <laughs> one one handy tip is you can say, Alexa, play the Grave Plot podcast. Nope. <laughs> Alexa, you bitch. Alexa, play the Grave Plot podcast. Oh, you whore. <laughs> Alexa, you bitch. It, it, oh, it's because it's in Lynn's account. It needs to be in my account. Uh, you have to install any pod first. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing about these Echoes. You have to like install um, skills. Apps, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Apps within an app. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. If you guys, if you install it, any pod, you can listen to the Great Plot Podcast on your Echo device. Yeah. And it won't laugh at you. Maybe. <laughs> the Grave Plot just, Podcast just to itself. makes no guarantees to these claims. <laughs> anyway. Neat. <laughs> sort of. Sure. So this isn't particularly a news story, but I thought that it would be interesting to talk about. Uh, There's a rumor going around the internet that the new John Krasinski movie, A Quiet Place, is actually, secretly, a Cloverfield movie. No. Because anything can be a Cloverfield movie. Have you seen Clover Die Field Hard? That's probably a thing. (laughs) There's probably some fan theory somewhere that connects Die Hard to Cloverfield. Well, you know, I was listening to um, another podcast. I'm totally spacing on who it was now. But, like, I I haven't watched Cloverfield Paradox, have you? No. Um, Apparently, they they set it up to where they can make pretty much any movie. Any movie whatsoever. Well, yeah, they opened it up to alternate timelines and alternate dimensions. Right. So, like, anything could happen. Yeah. Like, they could, they could make uh, fucking The Avengers a Cloverfield movie. Sure. I'm not sure how, but apparently that could happen. Yep. I saw Black Panther, by the way. Yeah? Is it as good as everyone says? No. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good, but people are, like, saying it's, like, the best Marvel movie ever. It's, it's not. Oh. But it's pretty good. I saw people in China said that it was too hard to watch, like physically hard to watch. They were like, it's black people fighting in the dark. I couldn't see anything. What? That's what they said. I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's like one night scene. I, I, I don't know. Uh, so this all started from a YouTuber named The Cook Films, uh, who this entire thing is based mostly on the fact that John Krasinski was originally cast in the Cloverfield Paradox back when it was called God Particle. Oh, man, that guy's arm must be like 20 feet long. To make a reach like that? Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, in, this, in, this is dumb. Sorry. <laughs> in the trailer, you can see claw marks that kind of sort of resemble the works of the spaceship in 10 Cloverfield Lane. You know what it also looks like? Freddy Krueger's claws. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Uh, we also see Krasinski running from a creature that may or may not resemble the quote-unquote jaguar alien. I don't recall seeing any creature. Jaguar. <laughs> uh, there's also a, quote, tendril that looks similar to the spaceship. Now, let me tell you why this is bullshit. One, A Quiet Place is not a bad robot film. No. All Cloverfield movies are bad robot films. Correct. Um, and the name doesn't have Cloverfield in it. Right. Now, I know a lot of these movies are filmed under fake names, like, you know, Cloverfield Paradox was God Particle. Mm -hmm. um, Overlord, I'm sure, will get called something else. Yeah. Cloverlord or something. <laughs> um, but this comes out in, in a month. Right. They would have changed the name by now. Yeah. They actually wouldn't have even started advertising it as that if they were going to change the name. Right. Madness. Um, Clover Lord comes out later this year on October 26th, and apparently Cloverfield 5 just wrapped. They're just cranking these things out, aren't they? Codenamed Colma. I don't know what that means. It's upsetting that these movies don't have to have anything to do with each other. No. And be, it's all because J.J. Abrams just finds a script and goes, this would be cool. Make Put put the Cloverfield monster in it. Yeah. Just, just add aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that a quiet place is not a secret cloverfield movie yeah i'm gonna say the cook films is full of shit too there you go called out on the record come at me bro <laughs> why you bro fight me <laughs> Ooh, here's something everybody should be thrilled about. So you remember uh, what a fucking disaster the Dark Tower was? Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're they're going ahead with the TV show. Oh, good. Yeah. Is because Ron Howard still involved? I have no idea. This is going to be the narrator. <laughs> Previously <laughs> on the Dark Tower. <laughs> Roland was full of self-loathing. <laughs> Um, lost my place. Ron Howard. That's not what we're talking about. It was literally here. <laughs> <laughs> so they're making a Dark Tower TV series, despite the fact that the movie fucking tanked. I mean, it made a lot of money, which I guess that's probably, I guess that's ultimately what's important. That's all the studio looks at. Um, But it was hated by just about everyone that saw it. Mm -hmm. I mean... People that ha like people that are not Stephen King fans and Stephen King fans alike, just everyone hated that fucking movie. Um, but uh, anyway, the pilot it's currently sitting at sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's not good. Um, the pilot is being <laughs> written by the film director. Oh no, Nikolai Ar Arcel or Arcel, I don't know. As well as Anders Thomas or Anders Thomas, Anders Thomas Jensen. Jensen. 
Um, I don't know who that is. Me either. And this is going to be at Amazon. Right. This is going to be an Amazon exclusive. Um, uh, it's going to be, let's see. Looks like Glenn Mazzara is going to be overseeing the production, and you may recognize his name as being the former showrunner of The Walking Dead. Um, up until recently, right? Yeah. I think he left after he killed Carl. He wanted to go out on a high note. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Deal with that. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, Carl's dead, everyone. Oh, finally. It took so long. It took, what, eight years? It even took the fucking mid-season premiere. I had to wait an hour to watch that son of a bitch die. I know. The whole episode was about Carl. Like, what could possibly yeah, be worse? I was like, isn't he dead? <laughs> Can we move on? Yeah, just make him die. And, like, he was like... He was almost dead for so long. And all the like teenage girls are like, oh my God, Carl's dead. And I'm like, oh, thank Christ. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he got older and less annoying, but I still hate him. Yeah. Fuck Carl. And like, I will separate the art from the artist and say that maybe Chandler Riggs is an okay dude, but fuck Carl. <laughs> Carl can eat shit. I wish Rick would have like held his hand at the end and been like, Carl. You're finally going to go in the house. <laughs> I told you. If, if, if only you would have stayed in, in the, the fucking, fucking house. house. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. So, um, looks like uh, this is going to be more aligned with the book series, which is a plus. Um, because from what I hear, the movie... Stepped outside of that quite a bit. <laughs> it strayed too far. Um, Flew too close to the sun. And, you know, then there's also Matthew McConaughey. All right, as, all right, all right. That's Randall Flag. Randall fucking Flag as or is Matthew McConaughey. That is absurd. Anyway, um, uh, Arcel said it's very, very closely adhering to the Wizard and Glass novel in the part and, and, Parts of the Gunslinger novel. That was exciting to be even more like, wait, to be even more like, okay, we're going to be able to even fit lines, goddamn, lift lines directly or like write characters exactly as they are. What a novel idea. Yeah, why didn't you do that in the fucking movie? Yeah, maybe people would have liked it. That's what people wanted to see. Like, you know, they keep trying to make movies not for fans of the, of the source material. Which is a big fucking mistake. Yeah, then don't put the name of the source material on it. Well, it's just like when you when you make a movie out of a book, you change things to try and appeal to a broader audience. But you know what? It's like the book um, is popular for a reason. Yeah. If you put that on film, you'll get the people that just don't like to read long books. They'll see that book in front of their eyes. And they'll like it. Mm -hmm. Like, why Why don't we run a movie studio? Because we don't have any money. Yeah. We should just move to Hollywood and take take over the town. <laughs> just, just start running shit. Just start taking meetings. <laughs> I got ideas, man. Um, start walking into random studios and being like, I got a, I got a big idea. You got a script? Nope. 
I'm sure you know plenty of people who can do that. (laughs) I just have an idea. I hear that's how this town runs. On ideas. I'm a big picture guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be big. Uh, Anyway, how how do you feel about this? I'll probably give it a chance, but it's going to be on a short leash. I'll watch the pilot. If the pilot sucks, I'm never going to watch it again. I'll give it a chance because I already have Prime. Yeah, pretty much. Like, if I didn't already have Amazon Prime, I would never watch this. Yes, I agree. Because they fucked it. They fucked Roland Deshane so hard. Like, right in his ass. No lube. No lube. Like, they fucked him so hard that Idris Elba even felt it. <laughs> like, it channeled through the character into him. That's that's pretty hard. Because <laughs> he's method. <laughs> he's a real professional. He's very good. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Moving on? Moving on. So, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Oh, we're doing that part. Yeah, we're not going to do the whole thing. Uh, he says to Entertainment Weekly that there might be another Evil Dead film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, he was asked Where about have I heard that before? Oh, from Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and Sam Raimi. Right. Uh, he was asked if there will be a season four of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Right now, the numbers are not looking good. Right. Because stars, a bunch of uh, cable companies drop stars. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the big reason. <laughs> I'm sure that has a little something to do with it. It's yeah. really hard to watch something when your cable company won't let you. Right. But he said we won't know till the middle of March, which is right about now. He says we're in the horrible television limbo right now. But we're going to see what the TV gods have in store for us. We're ready either way. If they take us off the air, we can think about another movie. And if they don't, we can just keep plugging away. I mean, you know, I, I wonder how this is affecting other shows on Stars. Yeah, I because don't know. I mean, they have like American Gods, mm-hmm. um, Power, um, Outsider. Like they have a bunch of shows that are like people are, are buzzing about. And I mean, obviously, this is more of a niche show. There's like, like I think people that enjoy Outsider are probably not Evil Dead fans. Yeah. Um, but, you know, those other shows, like people are, are, people all over are talking about them. And I mean, if something like, like cable companies dropping stars is affecting Ash versus Evil Dead, then I would think it's affecting those shows as well. I would have to think so. But I mean, don't know nothing yet, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't follow their ratings. I just want more Ash vs. Evil Dead. I know. It's so good. <laughs> have you been watching this season? I have not. Oh. See, I don't I'm have, part of the problem. <laughs> see, I don't have stars on my, on my cable um, just because Comcast likes to make you buy several channels. Oh, yeah, they nickel and dime you. Yeah. 
It's like I just I just want stars. I don't want to buy the four other channels with stars. We're getting closer to a la carte cable. Yeah. So I've got the uh, stars channel on uh, on Amazon. Apparently, that's not as good for ratings because cable companies like you know networks just they can't get it in their fucking heads about on demand watching yeah they only look at live numbers it's so stupid so stupid i wish that nielsen ratings were not a thing i wish they would uh, get rid of nielsen ratings i mean the they were never accurate to begin with the music industry is finally catching up with the times right but the film and tv industry is now lagging behind well they're so they're so stubborn yeah they there's still money to be made a lot of it but because they've been doing it one way for so long, the the i the the thought of changing their system and the potential of losing money even temporarily is probably t- petrifying for them. I'm sure it's just stupid. Yeah, it's like you got to lose money to make, or you you got to spend money to make money. That's something that like everyone learns when they're like ten years old. <laughs> even Charlie Kelly knows that, <laughs> right? And he's an idiot. Yeah. Um, so if they make another Evil Dead movie, assume assumedly Ash vs. Evil Dead would be canon, right? I, I mean, I guess. Is the remake canon? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. Because, I mean, there was rumors of a, an Ash and Mia crossover. Well, I mean, it's been alluded, like in, in the remake, it's alluded to. Is it? In, in a way. Um, like with, with the Necronomicon itself, I think. Mm. Um, even though it looks nothing like the original, but that's beside the point. Uh, and then, yeah, there's that kind of stinger at the end of the credits with, with Bruce. Yeah. Either way. Um, I mean, if they're not going to make the show anymore, yeah, I'd love to see another movie, but I'd like for them to keep making the show because mm-hmm. the show is really fucking good. The show's good. Um, the season, I've only watched uh, two episodes. Isn't that all there is? I think so. But it's off to a good start. And like the... the um, it's going head to head with The Walking Dead, though. That's another problem. Eh, fuck The Walking Dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired of The Walking Dead. It's just not really that good anymore. Like I was telling you, it's like I I want to still be engaged with it. I still want to watch it, and I I feel like as a horror fan and somebody who's enjoyed the show in the past, I feel like this obligation to watch it. But I sit down and I'm just not enjoying it anymore. The thing is, I like I really love Negan as a character, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's just way like we we all know where this is going. Yeah, and so it's like okay, let's just get there. Yeah, they're really dragging this out. Yeah, and it's like I I wonder if it's because People, even people that don't read the comics, I think they know who Negan is. I think beyond Negan, nobody know. Like I don't think people know where it goes. Yeah, like even even I, like I I kind of know, but be beyond Negan, like I know very little. And I think people, after the Great War, yeah, and you know, people that know less than I do, they're probably like going to be very disengaged from anything after the Negan storyline. Yeah. 
And also Carl's in it, so I don't know how they're going to make that work. <laughs> Whatever, fuck Carl. Of course, Andrea's in it too, so. Whatever, fuck Andrea too. Fuck Andrea. <laughs> she was awful. She should have never killed Dale. No, Dale was the best. <laughs> and they should have never killed Tyrese either. Tyrese was okay. I like Tyrese. Yeah, he was, he was cool. Except when he started going crazy. Yeah. That was weird. But, um... I don't know. Yeah, just the whole Negan thing with the kingdom, like, and, and fucking Morgan, his whole thing, that's getting just really fucking exhausting. Yeah. And like, the people that I have always liked to watch, you know, Daryl, um, and, uh, to, to, and, you know, Rick, just kind of like a, you know, an old faithful. <laughs> um Carol, I think they're just they're taking a backseat to all these new people they're introducing, and I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, I can see that. I watched, um, I think it was last week's episode, uh, a few days ago, and it's just I haven't watched that one yet. It's like, oh, okay, whatevs. I haven't watched last night's, yeah, me neither. So. But more Evil Dead. <laughs> Right, sorry, yeah, I got <laughs> off on a tangent here. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, there are tons of petitions online to get Evil Ash vs. Evil Dead renewed. I don't think they're going to really mean much if the ratings aren't there, but you should sign one anyway. Sign them all. Sign, sign them all, or just find the one with the most signatures and sign that one. Sure. Because um, we've got to do something. <laughs> I think the hashtag is bring back the boomstick. All right. So hashtag it. So, I mean, if you're like me, and you're already sick of the Walking Dead, this may not be... uh, what you want to hear <laughs> or maybe it is i don't know uh scott gimple who is the new showrunner um for the walking dead he told the hollywood reporter we're going oh, no, to- i think gimple was the one that killed off carl he I- was the one that uh chandler riggs's dad was all pissed off about oh whatever didn't chandler riggs want to leave the show didn't he want to like go to college and stuff or I don't, there was mixed mixed rumors about that so i don't know whatever i don't care i don't care he's dead it's all that matters you know, if they're going to kill Carl so early, they should have saved Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> you need to make better decisions on this show. Um, They should have just killed Carl at the beginning of last season. <laughs> should have killed Carl in season two. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so Scott Gimple told Hollywood Reporter, we're going to be doing... Oh, sorry. I thought this led into the point of the article. <clears throat> we're getting more Walking Dead spinoffs. Oh, good, because fear is so good. It's so good. Probably. I mean, maybe it's better than the original show now. I don't know. I maybe. Don't, I don't fucking watch it. I'd, I've tried to watch the first season three times, and I can't get through it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, people say, well, you know, just you know, watch the second season, because the second season's better. But it's like, but then I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So he told The Hollywood Reporter, we're going to be doing traditional stuff, non-traditional stuff. And stuff people don't expect. Porn. <laughs> what does any of that mean? 
Uh, but yes, definitely scripted. The odds of unscripted are very remote. Who would do an unscripted Walking Dead show? I feel like someone had to have asked him that specifically. That is fucking absurd. I bet somebody asked about found footage too. Assholes. Uh, the odds of unscripted are very remote, but I'm not going to say no. Why? Say no. <laughs> Just say no. How would you even have an unscripted Walking Dead show? It's like, so do I do I die now or? Well, it's like, okay, yeah, somebody comes running out of a building and then there's a horde of zombies. It's like, ah, walkers, look at all the walkers. Let's, let's go this way. <laughs> It's like you'd have to get a bunch of improv actors and just really hope that they know what they're doing. Yeah, and then like I said, it's like it's like okay, well, do I die or? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you decide when somebody's gonna die? Uh. Anyway, so action, Gus, or <laughs> I'm busy, Ben. I'm busy. <laughs> hey, I stabbed him in the head. He didn't do anything. <laughs> no, you're dead. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, you missed. <laughs> Uh, okay, so he says uh, we have a bunch of different things in mind. Some things that are really complementary to the stuff. Where he's saying stuff. He says a lot. stuff a lot. Stuff and things. Um, some things that are really complementary to the stuff we're doing now, and some of the stuff that's far afield and very different. I'm hoping. I'm hoping to do a variety of different projects that are probably more in line with what we see on TV, but maybe in different rhythms and formats and things like that. It's the Walking Dead Variety Hour. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm talking about different ways to tell stories, possibly with characters we know and possibly with characters we don't. He said a lot of things and And nothing nothing at at all. (laughs) He's like, we might do this, but we might do this. Or we could do none of it. I don't know. (laughs) I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of exactly what he said. What a fucking joke. (laughs) Oh, man. I said, it was not even a year ago. I had the highest of hopes for The Walking Dead, and now it's just taking a fucking nosedive, (laughs) man. Like, you know, I was I was of the people that were like, you know, so many people just talking just endless amounts of shit about The Walking Dead. It's like, oh, this show's garbage. It jumped the shark seasons ago and blah, blah, blah. They never should have killed Shane, even though Shane dies in the fucking comics. And Shane sucked. Shane was an Shane asshole. Shane fucked his best friend's wife. Are we just going to forget that? Yeah. Um. And yeah, so I mean, yeah, the show definitely dropped off, but I was of the of the group that was defending it it's like it's not that bad you guys are being ex- you guys are exaggerating you're expecting too much but now i'm at that point just like yeah i mean i thought I, last season was really good but like i said it's getting to a point where there's just build up and build up and build up and it's like okay we all know where this is going yeah there's, this is not l- lending itself to anything you're not creating story. You're just delaying the inevitable at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see a whole fucking episode of Carl uh, Carl's last day. Yeah. Or, just kill him and move on. Or a whole on. episode of Rick going, oh, we might be down and out, but we're going to come back. It's like, <laughs> okay, that's great. Let's fucking do it already. Right. Or just I don't need one hour of Rick Grimes' motivational speaker. <laughs> 
or just an hour of Rick just walking around Alexandria, not really doing anything, <laughs> just walking around, just like looking at the crops and you know, looking at the little cemetery they have, telling, just talking to people. Yeah, it's, it's like, what? Are we going somewhere with this? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? All right, cool. Just uh, planting some corn. All right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> this this is what The Walking Dead is now. Yeah. There's just, I mean, like, someone like like Norman Reedus who could have, like, a, a really probably successful film career. I can imagine if he put himself out there, he'd probably be in high demand, but he just keeps coming back to the show. I kind of want them to kill him off just to piss everybody off. <laughs> they might as well. They never fucking have him on the show anymore. I love all this like, if Daryl dies, we riot. I just want to be him. I just want to see him be like, all right, go for it. <laughs> Do it. I, I I wonder if that's honestly even a thing anymore. Probably not. It's like, will anybody really miss Daryl? Have they? It, it makes me wonder if that's what they were trying to do. Just putting him in the show less and less playing the long game, just get to a point where they kill him. And like, you know, they'll definitely be like the, the fake outrage people. It's just like, I can't believe they killed Daryl, even though I didn't give a shit about him. I haven't like watched the years. show in two and a half years, but, but then there's going to be the people. It's like, Oh, I forgot he was used still on the show. <laughs> Me. <laughs> It'd be great if they just like killed him, but not like on screens. It was just like one day there's somebody just came and just like, Daryl was in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> like not even a dramatic death. He wasn't like killed by Negan or by Walker. It's just he just has like a motorcycle accident. He's dead. <laughs> it's like that uh what was that show with Brooke Shields? Um she worked for a newspaper. Something something city. City something. Uh sudden suddenly Susan. Yep. Yep. Um like I said. There was that guy that he was on the show and in real life the guy committed suicide. And so they couldn't do like a send off, like he, he he couldn't like have a final episode. Yeah, they did this episode where they, it was about like somebody found him dead in his apartment. Like he he actually committed suicide in the show, I think, and they just like talked about him in the past tense. <laughs> it, it, the point of that story is, if they did that with Daryl, that'd be hilarious. It would. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so maybe Walking Dead spinoffs coming or not. Who cares? I don't give a fuck. All right, so here's a story that has very little meat to it and doesn't make any goddamn sense. But they're uh, they're remaking Fear, like with Marky Mark. Marky Mark. <laughs> yep, he does that thing. And <laughs> always sunny when uh, Maureen Ponderosa starts doing that. It's like, oh, that's from Fear. That's Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's being written by the, the writer of Straight Out of Compton. Jonathan Herman. All right. Paging Mr. Herman. (laughs) Uh, Original producer Brian Grazer will return to produce again. And according to Deadline, the new take on the pick is being kept under wraps, but we are hearing the thriller will be told from a female perspective. Um, Wasn't the original? Uh, 
I haven't seen Fear in a really long time, but I'm pretty sure the main character is Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> and last I checked, Reese Witherspoon is a female. Yeah, I've seen her boobs. <laughs> She's a woman. Yeah, like she gets fingered on the roller or the Ferris wheel. So <laughs> finger blast. <laughs> I told that. I said that to my wife yesterday or the other day, and she just like, or god damn it, like I said something. Think about like lesbians having sex, and she, she like didn't like the term I used. I'm like, all right, finger blasting. Is that better? <laughs> She's like, no, that's not better. That's so much worse. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know if that means they're going to have a female antagonist, Maureen Ponderosa. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be lesbians. Maybe. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what could, that means. Yeah, I don't know how you could I'm make it. I'm pretty sure the first one was from a female perspective. Yeah, I don't know how you could make it any more female perspective. And if you're going to do that, maybe hire a female writer. That's, yeah, <laughs> maybe a novel, repro- novel approach. Um. Straight to com- Why? Why? Yeah, I don't know. They just say like, "Oh, who's available?" <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand any of it. But Marky Mark, though, he's probably not going to be in it. <laughs> probably not. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> he should be in it. He, he should make a cameo. He should make a cameo in everything. <laughs> Just a Wahlberg, a Palooza. Let's just start remaking Marky Mark movies. <laughs> this was his first movie, so I guess this could be the beginning. And we'll just we'll remake Limitless and Limitless. Yeah, that's Bradley Cooper. Oh, what was the one where he was a football player? Um, is it Invincible. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, because like always, sunny the game yeah. gets invincible. <laughs> right. That's the one where that's the one where he's invincible. Right. That's the one where the guy is invincible. And then, you know, Boogie Nights. Yeah. On the giant dog. Remake Boogie Nights from a female perspective. Right. We'll just remake all of Marky Mark's movies from a female perspective. But cast Marky Mark in the lead role. Just have him dressed like a woman. Well, not in the lead role, just as a cameo. Okay. He'll he'll play the Burt Reynolds character. <laughs> Cool. All right, that's it. That's horror business. That's that's everything. That's a show. <laughs> that's a show. So who wants to hear us talk about some movies? Some Irish movies. Yep. That was a little too Scottish, wasn't it? It's Irish. I was going I went I went Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> that's that's like sort of Scottish, yeah. <laughs> sort of Scottish, sort of duck. <laughs> It's like uh, the McDonald's of Scottish. <laughs> Did you see McDonald's turn their golden arches upside down for International Women's Day? Yeah. And, and I was like, it's whack Arnold's. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> they should do the the uh, the golden arcs. <laughs> McDowell's. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some Irish movies, fella. Stop selling the Big Mac. Start selling the Big Mick. <laughs> Can't believe you said Big Mick on the Irish episode. I'm Irish. I can say what I want.
I don't think that's how it works. See, that was way better than the uh, he did at the beginning. Why didn't I do that? <laughs> All right, you fucking shites. A couple of Irish movies for you. What do you want to start with? Let's uh, let's do some shrooms. So, a shroom trip has to be outdoors. The right environment with the right people. Are you sure this is a good time to go looking for mushrooms? No better. We'll have the whole park to ourselves. Right. So tell us a ghost story. Strange things happen up here around shroom season. People missing only for their bodies to turn up mutilated, but always have one thing in common. What? <laughs> supposed to heighten the sexual experience tenfold. <laughs> Conclusion, Bluto's having forced 10 visual hallucinations. He took the phones. What a dick face. Hey, asshole, this isn't funny. You hear that? There's somebody there. Hello? You're freaking me out. This is a trip, man, right? This is a trip. Hello? That's what happens. Yeah, let's go. Hello? I should have taken the All right, now that we're tripping balls, let's talk about grabbers. <laughs> See what I did there? Wait. Wait oh, which one are we talking about? <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about shrooms. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is a 2007 movie. I'm so happy that we changed our... Um... Oh, wait, no. We could spoil it anyway. Never mind. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm happy that we changed our spoiler policy because I really want to talk about this all the way through. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, this is written by Pierce Elliott and directed by the most <laughs> Irish name I've ever heard. <laughs> Patty Brethnock. <laughs> I guess if it was like O Brethnock, it would have been better. But I was telling my wife, because uh, let's see, I think they're, this, this is dir- uh, directed, uh, excuse me, um, directed by a guy named Patty. There's a Patty in Grabbers. Yep. <laughs> and I think there might be somebody that in the movie named like somebody like involved with the movie named Patty in in either it must be grabbers. I don't know, whatever. But I was telling my wife who has been to Ireland. She's like, Oh, you know, Ireland, everybody's named Patrick. <laughs> she's like, I was there for six months and I didn't meet a single person named Patrick. <laughs> what about Patty? <laughs> Cause it is Saint Patty's Day, after all. Right. 
So Shrooms is the story of five uh, American students who decide they're going to go off to Ireland to do Shrooms. Now let's talk about that. The fact that this is an Irish movie directed by an Irishman. Filmed in Ireland. Filmed in Ireland about American kids. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. When they first started talking, I was like, wait a minute. What's going on here? Yeah, so, sorry. There's American kids and an English, Englishman. Englishman. Yeah. He's he's meeting them there. He's picking them up in his jalopy. <laughs> that's a that's an Irish brand. <laughs> that's an Irish car maker. Um, let's see these kids' names. There is Tara, Troy, Jake, Bluto. <laughs> Someone's a big Animal House fan, right? <laughs> or Popeye? Uh, Lisa and wait, one, two, three, four, five, and Holly. Ernie and Bernie? Are those the hill people? <laughs> Must be. Uh, the only Irish people in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Jake is our Englishman and our, our resident shroom expert. <laughs> right. <laughs> so stupid. Played by Jack Houston, formerly of The Crow. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, they, they apparently have to fly all the way to Ireland just to do shrooms. <laughs> they couldn't just go to, like, Jacob Tree. Joshua Tree? Joshua Tree. Sorry. You don't pick shrooms there. You just go there and do them. With with Eric Roberts. Right. There's only a, that's the only way to do it. <laughs> I was telling my wife about that episode, and she does not find it as funny as I did. Oh, it's still the best one. I was telling her about drama, thinking he ripped his dick off. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't. <laughs> I do not like magic, Lloyd. <laughs> one time a magician made my watch appear in a bottle of beer, and I did not like it. <laughs> My hands are huge. Why are my hands huge? <laughs> How long has it been since I've seen you, Lloyd? <laughs> uh, let's just talk about that instead of this movie. <laughs> Please. It's like ha- it, it's a, f- a third of this movie's length, and it's like a million times better. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they go out in the woods, and they set up camp, and they go out and start picking mushrooms, and... Jake tells him, you know, we're going to pick this one specific kind of mushroom. You can tell because it has a little nipple on the head. Well, what nationality in like all of all of the world would go to another country just to do drugs? Only Americans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid Americans. And like half these kids are like good kids. Yeah. Like Tara talks about how like are. One of the other friends is like, I've never even seen you drunk. But she's like, I'm going to do shrooms. It's a new age. It's a new me. New Tara. Year of Tara. Woo. <laughs> but so they go out and after they've already picked a good dozen mushrooms, he tells them, oh, by the way, <laughs> don't pick the ones with the black nipples because those will kill you. At this point, Tara has already gone off on her own. Right. It's was that was that the case? She had already left when she was when he was saying that. Yeah. Okay. I think I missed that part. She just kind of wandered off for no real reason. Brilliant. And so, of course, within seconds, screen time of him saying, "Don't eat the ones with the black nipples," she eats one with the black nipples. First of all, don't do shrooms when you're by yourself. No, that's that's a terrible idea. I think that's rule number one. I think that is rule number one. <laughs> um. 
I've told you about when my roommate in New York did shrooms for the first time, right? Uh, I don't know. He left the apartment. I don't. I think he was naked. <laughs> uh, he pulled the fire extinguisher off the wall oh, and just hosed down the hallway, <laughs> and then went outside, jumped on the hood of someone's car, and started kicking their windshield. <laughs> when the cops came and arrested him. All he kept saying was, I am, I probably shouldn't say his name, he, but he was like, I am, and then saying his full name. First, say your name here. First, middle, last. <laughs> Just over and over. And they're like, that means nothing to me. It's like, should we know who this kid is? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, all of our friends, they used to live in this two-bedroom apartment. All together, like six people living in this apartment. It was ridiculous. But I went there one night with uh, with a, a former lady friend of mine, and um, we were just sitting there on the couch, and there was this guy there who had apparently just done a bunch of shrooms, like right before we got there. Well, not right before, but long enough for it to have set in. And he's just sitting there staring very intently at the TV, like eyes not leaving at all. And... This girl I brought with me, she's she's like, I think I know you. I, like I think she says like I know your sister, or we went to the same school, or or something along those lines. And he's just like, she just kept talking. She's kind of that person. She just talks, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I need you to stop talking to me. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm doing something right now. Please stop talking. <laughs> It was just the most hilarious fucking thing because whereas like somebody who wasn't on mushrooms would probably try to say, oh yeah, well, I got to go do something else. He's just like, stop. It's like, I can't focus on you. I'm doing, I'm watching this. I can't even remember what was on TV. It was nothing important like whatsoever, but he, he he was watching it like his life depended on it. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, so Tara takes one of these black nippled mushrooms, which Jake explains will make your heart explode. <laughs> and if it if you survive, if it doesn't make your heart explode, if you can survive, then you can see the future. Because that's a thing. That's not. <laughs> let me make something perfectly here clear. That is not a thing. <laughs> there are no mushrooms that will make you see the future. <laughs> there is no poison because that's what mushrooms are. There's no poison in this world that will make you see the future. There are probably certain mushrooms that will make you think you can see the future. Yeah. Suffocating yourself will probably make you think you can see the future. <laughs> Doesn't mean you can. But so Tara's heart explodes. And Jake finds her, gives her CPR, because that would work if your heart exploded. <laughs> she comes back, and now she can see the future, obviously. Right. So she starts visioning other people's deaths. And that's a real So she's a lot of fun to be around. That's a recurring thing throughout this movie that doesn't have any purpose. No. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the fact that she can see the future is like pretty much just a straight line, flat paved road to the ending of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I'll, I'll spoil right now and let you know that she has premonitions of everyone's death and saves no one. Right. There we go. 
Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> should just just give away the end now because if you if you haven't guessed already, if by that much you don't already know, she's the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> If you're a little slow on the uptake. <laughs> but so Jake makes a tea with all the good mushrooms for everyone else. And he says, all right, we're going to let this steep overnight. And then in the morning, we're all just going to get baked out of our minds together. And they're like, all right, cool party, bro. <laughs> and uh, so then they go to bed and Troy and Holly or Lisa. I don't know which one's Holly and which one's Lisa. It doesn't matter. They're both Holly. And Lisa. Actually, I think it's Lisa. Troy and, Lisa, Holly and Holly Troy and Lisa. Lisa take some mushrooms to enhance their sexual experience. And uh, Lisa's got some mad armpit hair. Yeah. Some fucking gross. And Troy looks like like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, but he also does kung fu. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like they mention that multiple times and never once is it part of the story. No. <laughs> He talks about like he blindfolds himself and talks about his, how his sixth sense will make him. He can knock stuff out of uh, Jake is throwing fruit at him. He's got a, a bow staff. And he's like, I'll be able to hit it before it hits the ground. No, he doesn't. He then you would think like face. maybe late, like maybe the shrooms would awaken his sixth sense and he would do something with the bow staff. But no, none of that ever happens. Do something with the stick. Yeah, like something should happen here. You you just set up a major plot point and then did nothing with it. Yeah. You think maybe at some point he's going to engage the killer with his martial arts prowess? No. Not once. He doesn't no. even throw a punch. Uh, so then, Bluto, who is this big jock who's apparently roided out, wears these two knuckle rings that say death and coma because <laughs> he's cool. Because he punches people in the face, puts them in death and comas. <laughs> death comas. <laughs> uh, him and Holly get in a big fight and so he goes and just drinks a shitload of tea yeah like what's his name uh, Jake says that he he made the tea for six people and he drank like all of it I think he j- said he drank enough for four people but whatever doesn't matter but yeah he drank too he drank much drank a lot of it yeah. <laughs> and so he goes wandering off into the woods and he finds a cow in the forest yeah and the cow starts talking to him yeah, and that would be fucking hilarious if this was like a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. But it's not. And the cow is just like, you know you're fucked. <laughs> and he's, he's chasing a, a woman through the woods. Right. And he's like, yeah, bro, I know. He's like, no, dead fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, well, fuck you. What do you know? You're just a cow. You're just a fucking cow. <laughs> a fucking cow who can fucking talk. Fucking brilliant, brilliant screenplay work here. (laughs) And so then Troy goes off and he sees a car and he thinks that there's some people dogging in it. And so he puts his dick in the window and then some kind of demon jumps out and bites his dick off. Is dogging a thing? Yeah. I never heard of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. For those at home, apparently people will go out in the woods um, in their car. And start banging. And then people will come up and just watch through the window. And then if they're into it, something about flashing lights, they'll flash the headlights sometimes yeah. or something. And then they'll roll down the window or open the door or something. And that's like your invitation to jump in. 
It's just, I never heard of that before. Oh. It seems, yeah. like, seems like a lot of to do just to be a, a creep. Yeah. People get their rocks off in different ways, I guess. Unacceptable. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he gets his dick bitten off by a demon. <laughs> I thought I ripped my dick off. Or I thought <laughs> I ripped my cock off. It's okay, I didn't. Uh, so he's dead. I should have put Kevin Dillon in this. This would have been so much better. Should have been what? It should have been Kevin Dillon in this. <laughs> um, God, I don't even remember what happens next. Bunch of fucking stuff happens. Like people, like basically everybody starts freaking out. Like they start just tripping balls because they all drink this shroom tea. They're all just fucked up, and they start running around the woods. And like Jack, or not Jack, uh, Jake. Is that his name? Yeah. At one point, he tells a story about like this ghost story about this <clears throat> house off in the woods, um, and it was like a like some kind of like torture house or something. I don't know. I didn't really follow that story. Did you? No, something about a black brother and a lonely twin. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. But basically... The story didn't make any sense. No. But it sets up like the premise for the killer, basically. Yeah. Because that's what... uh, What's her face? Tara? Yeah. Starts seeing in the woods is what she takes to be the black brother, who is this just... I don't know. It's just a guy with a bag on his head. Yeah. Um. And then I guess the lonely twin is the, the the demon guy. He wears like a hood and like his face is all white and gaunt and he has jagged teeth. Right. So, yeah, they're getting chased around the woods. Um, it's like, uh, see, Tara splits off by herself. Again. <laughs> and um, Lisa. Lisa splits off by herself. Holly splits off by herself. I can't believe I actually remember the names. Um, and then um, Jake and Troy. Troy. They go off together. Uh, I think they're what looking for the girls, aren't they, or something like that? I think so. Yeah, and they're just traipsing around the woods, like these unknown woods in the middle of fucking Ireland. Um, and uh, where there's random talking cows. Yeah, and they're just like whispering, and Tara keeps like, Having these premonitions. It's weird because sometimes she'll just be walking along and all of a sudden, boom, she'll get hit with this premonition. Other times she falls on the ground and convulses and practically dies right there on the right. spot. And they, yeah, they all end up at this house that was in Jack's... <laughs> Jake, I keep saying Jack. In Jake's story. And that's kind of where everybody starts dying. Well, first Holly goes to the little shack and meets Ernie and Bernie, our local wood, hill right. people. Yeah. And I think it's fucking hilarious that the two actual Irish, well, I assume they're actually Irish, the two actual Irish people in this movie are these fucking inbred hicks that live in the hills. Yeah, and they they speak this, I don't know, hill people talk, and it's just like, we're going to dang old phone over there. <laughs> it sounds like it's some combination of like English and Gaelic. And one of them just drools constantly. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you can just drool on command like that. <laughs> I think if I, were, I I won't do it, but if I were to try like right now, I don't think I could. Yeah, not like while I'm talking. It would be obvious that I was trying to do it. Right. So, I mean, good work. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, then, like Tony said, they go to this house or this, was it a house or a school? 
Because they said something about a school at one point. I don't know. It's a big fucking building. Yeah, they go to Some this big fucking building. <laughs> <laughs> they go to this big building and everybody gets killed by either the demon or the baghead kid. Uh, except for Tara. She survives, obviously. And then she gets taken away in a ambulance and uh, she kills the ambulance driver. And then it's revealed that... The, the, Surprise, she's a killer. Yeah, you get like this Saw-esque <coughs> retrospective on like, dun, 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 like how I did dun, it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, it gives you this really fucking thin, tenuous explanation of how she killed everyone. It's just like, okay, I already knew it was her. I figured either it was her killing everybody or the whole thing was a trip and none of it actually happened. I considered that, but I... Like I was watching it, I was like, I'm gonna get Dallas. <laughs> this whole thing's gonna be a fucking Dallas. May as well have been. This movie's fucking garbage. But yeah, it's like the second she takes she eats that black nipple mushroom and then she's like starts convulsing. And then that's when she starts having premonitions, and that's when she starts envisioning people dying in these really weird, sadistic ways. Like if you haven't put together by then that she's the killer. I also thought she might have just been dead. Like just imagining all of it yeah. as she's dying. Yeah. It could have been. I mean, it wasn't, but it was possible. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a bad movie. Like it's, it's decently acted. Yeah. And it's for the most part, competently directed. But this story is just a mess. It's generic as fuck. And you've got too many antagonists. Yeah. You've got the the black brother and the lonely twin and the hill people. Mm-hmm. And another thing that really bothered me at the end, she, I don't know if she's like coming down from the trip or something, but they're taking one of the hill people away in the police car. And she's like, it's not him. He's not the one. He's not the one. And then like she realized she has her, she has her cell phone even though Jake collected all the cell phones and she's like, it's like, she's realizing that she did it. Yeah. But then, then she turns around and kills the hospital worker. Right. I'm like, why are you still killing people? If you're coming down off your trip. Yeah. And then she like stands up and puts her bloody handprints on the wall of the ambulance. And then it shows her running through the woods. I was like, what the hell is it? Like, once it started showing her running through the woods, I was like, why isn't this over? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, how much of this, how much more of this do I have to deal with? And then it ended. I was like, what was the point of her running through the woods at the end? I don't know. I don't have an answer for any of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a good looking movie. It's very blue. Very blue. Very like blue and green. Yeah. Um, It's just, like I said, it's generic as fuck. Like every just typical overdone trope from every fucking slasher movie in existence was in this and it's just awful it's like put together like shit i was thinking i was like if they had taken out the supernatural aspects of it the black brother and the lonely twin then it's just wrong turn yeah so i was like okay so it's kind of interesting that you know you you have to wonder if it's just these hill people doing this or is there actually a supernatural element going on or is she imagining 
the supernatural element and it's actually just these hill people. But in the end, it's just her. Right. Big fucking and surprise. The fact that the movie is called Shrooms, the Shrooms really don't have that much impact on the story itself. No, aside from the fact that they're all just high on Shrooms. Yeah. They're just fucking frying balls the entire movie. And like I said, you you get the impression that the reason she's doing this is because she's high on this black nipple Shroom, but then she comes down and still is killing people. Right. And running through the woods. Yeah. It's, dumb. it's a mess. Dumb, 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 dumb. <sighs> Any more? Um, no, not really. Like I said, I mean, it's it's a good looking movie. It's it's competently directed. I don't want to say it's like well directed because there's nothing really like standoutish. Yeah, it's not a it's not a phrase. I, I, I pointed out to you when the Asian girl dies, they like do an extreme close up on one of her eyes, like. <laughs> every asian horror movie <laughs> like that's like you do you had to throw that in there see just every fucking trope <laughs> not not a lot of gore no like almost none yeah a lot of it's like you'll see like she uses an axe for a couple of kills and it's like you'll see the axe make contact and that's pretty much it then the, the person just kind of falls out of frame mm. yeah there's one point where uh jake like gets a compound fracture in his leg that's probably the most gruesome part of the whole movie. He jumps out the window. Cause and he's, then cause he's frying balls. Then the next thing you see is her helping him up and like wrapping his leg. I'm like, why didn't you show his leg snapping? I didn't even know he had a broken leg. Wasn't in the budget. Yeah, apparently. Anyway. So yeah, this uh this is not good. It's I mean, honestly though, this from what I've heard of this movie, it was better than I expected. Just because I've heard such bad, bad reviews. You know, I, uh, I was listening to a review of this. Like, I, I listened to a review of this a long time ago on another podcast, and I could swear I remembered them saying it was bad, but I couldn't, I wasn't sure. But after I, you know, like 15 minutes into this, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like the reviews I'd read, I expected just like total schlock. Mm. So it was, it was better than that. <laughs> But it's still not very good. No. the The biggest issue is just that it's it's a mess. It's the story doesn't flow well, and there's all these things that happen that don't serve a purpose. Yeah, it's just like just trying to cram everything into one movie. Like I said, like all just like the typical tropes that you'd see in. A, a slasher movie it's like they just packed it all in like oh we got to have a scene like this in here um uh you know it's like oh we gotta have a we gotta we gotta have a scene with a close-up on an eye we gotta have that gotta have a guy get his dick ripped off <laughs> right uh yeah yeah like, and then there's the kills aren't creative in any way either it's just like an axe to the head right that's yeah. If you're gonna do a paint by number slasher, at least give me something visual to focus on. Yeah, it's like there was so much. Like everything happens really fast, and there's nothing's really in focus, and you're never really sure what's one of Tara's premonitions and what's actually happening. Yeah, you know, or care. Yeah, but it's like 
there's at least one thing I can think of where you actually kind of like not necessarily get invested, but you're actually like seeing what's going on and it's a drawn out scene. And then you find out that the whole thing was a premonition and it's like, why did I care about that? <laughs> I go first. Sure. Um, two. I'll, I'll go three. Okay. Yeah, but it's not something I would recommend to anyone ever. Maybe watch it on shrooms. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll make it better. <laughs> All right. Next up is another Irish film because that's what we're doing. <laughs> if you forgot, uh, it's a 2012 movie, I think. Yes, sir. Ah, yes. 2012 mil- million. 12, 2012 million film. Um, it's, oh, it's a British Irish film. Uh, directed by John Wright, and it is called Grabbers. Always the quiet places where the mad shit happens. They're pilot whales. They died at sea. I can't be selfish, sea monster. This is something totally different. Something, something alien. You don't believe me? Not a bit. Christ! Did I tell you? Believe in coincidences. Not really. You are so lucky she didn't kill you. You were drunk. If we taint our blood with booze, we're poisonous to eat. It's extraordinary. You stay out of the rain, and we drink. You're a thrown up party. <laughs> it's a welcome party for me. But we're leaving in a fortnight. It's just a goodbye party, whatever. Tequila! <laughs> Have you got some tags on you? Not on me, no. Oh, I'm pissed. It's okay. I'm all right. Stop it. Stop trying to grab me, Taylor. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to eat a little bit of granola real quick. Did I mention we're consummate professionals? <laughs> Um, Grabbers, like I said, 2012 film from Ireland. Um, this takes place on a kind of small village island. It's on an island called Aran Island, which there are apparently real islands called the Aran Islands, like plural, but no, just singular Aran Islands. So I took this to be a, a made up place. But also, as far as I know, Aaron is Gaelic for Ireland. So Aaron Gobra. Right. Um, so I took this to mean that the place is called Ireland Island <laughs> of Ireland. Is that like like Oklahoma City, Oklahoma? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how the Irish do things. But this is where it takes place. Um, so uh, we open up and uh, Garda, which are basically the Irish police, um, and I, I believe it's I, I believe the the like the police force is called Garda, but then like an officer is also called Garda. Like instead of saying officer, you say Garda. I think it sounded like they were just saying guard. It could have just been an accent thing. I don't know. Well, it says right there, Garda. No, but I mean, like, when they were referring to themselves, they, like, would call themselves a guard. Hmm. Whatever. Um, so, uh, we open up on Garda Lisa Nolan, who is on her way to Aaron Island uh, for her new assignment. It's a temporary thing. I, she's, she's filling in for another officer that's going on. For the chief. Was he the chief? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's she. The chief is going on vacation uh, for what, two weeks. Two weeks. A, f- a fortnight. A fortnight. Yep. Um, and uh, she's filling in just to uh, make sure the two man police force stays on task. I guess the other one is uh, I think it's Sierran uh, O'Shea. Can't who, take it back. That's the most Irish name I've ever. <laughs> Um, he's a drunk and kind of like a, um, cynical, just asshole almost like he's just, he's got that, that mentality where he's just like, okay, well, this is just a job. I don't really give a shit about it anymore. Nothing ever happens here. Um, and he, we're first introduced to him waking up like after what is obviously a bin, like a drinking binge. He wakes up on the couch um, and immediately goes to the trash can to find this little splash of booze left in the bottom of, bottom of a bottle. Um, so you're kind of immediately introduced to what kind of person he is. Um, they all, so uh, Nolan and O'Shea, they meet up at the, the station, and that's where you find out the police chief is going on vacation, and she's filling in for a couple weeks. And then... They kind of go out, and O'Shea is just basically showing Nolan the the town, like just kind of introducing you to the countryside and um, meeting people. Um, meanwhile, out on the sea, um, actually, I guess this was the this was the first scene, wasn't it? Um, it opens up with a bright, like a, a view of the surface of the Earth from space oh, and yeah. like there's a big bright light floating across this the atmosphere it's almost kind of like uh like predator kind of yeah um and then eventually you we come down to a uh a fishing boat out in the middle of the ocean uh and you see this bright light pass overhead and it obviously gets bigger and splashes down in the water um and everybody on the fishing boat gets attacked like basically harpooned by these tendrils um, you don't really see what's doing it, but they they all get pulled into the water and like they get lanced through the chest and pulled into the water. Um, then we jump ahead, so then we have the scene with the uh, with the cops, and then uh, uh, this other old, the kind of like the resident drunk of the town because it isn't O'Shea. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's out on his fishing boat. No, it's Patty, right, Patty. 
Or I guess he wasn't on the boat. He was actually on the dock. Yes. He pulls up what looks like a like a lobster trap. Um, and again, you don't see what they're looking at, but it's there's something in the trap, and they can't identify what it is. And he calls someone over, and the, this guy just thinks that he's just fucking with them. Like this is just something that he f- that he made, or um, or just some weird fucked up creature of some sort that he just can't identify. Anyway, um, so he brings this thing to the. He brings it to his house. And then we kind of leave that for a bit. Um, he puts it in his bathtub. Right. And so we go back to O'Shea and Nolan, um, who are called out to a scene uh, out on the beach where there are, and I don't know, several <clears throat> whales that are, are beached on the, on the beach. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> you know, when you beach on the beach. But no, they've been uh, not not mutilated to the point of not recognizing them, but they've got like huge like cuts and gashes in them. Um, and this is when we meet. Uh, I guess he's like an ME. Um, or he said he's not a marine biologist, but I don't remember what it was he called himself. Oh, marine ecologist. Oh, is that he? okay? I thought he was like with the crime lab or something. Like well, he was, according to this, it says marine ecologist. So. Okay, well, I'll take that that word for it. <laughs> Putting together so many bad sentences. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they, they can't identify, or Smith says he can't identify exactly what happened to the whales, and he doesn't know why they're dead. Um, but he hauls one back. No. There's a lot of... No, little- O'Shea hires some cleanup crew, like a construction crew, to just come out and take them all away. Right. Yeah, I don't no, know what he did with them. Yeah, nothing specific. They just pick them up and haul them away. And like a couple of the construction guys stay behind to just clean up. And then the next time we see them is when uh, one of them is being like, here, we go to uh, a, per, a resident's house um, and the guy's sitting in his living room watching Night of the Living Dead because it's free. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a pounding at the door. So he gets up to answer, and he looks out, and he sees that it's, oh, this is a guy. And he identifies him by name, but it's like the uh, the foreman of the construction workers. Um, and he opens up the door, and the guy's like standing there, kind of swaying back and forth. And he's just like, oh, he's fucking pissed. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, you old drunk? Get the fuck out of here. And, you know, he just he starts swaying back and forth, but then you realize, well, I don't know why this guy didn't realize because you can see that he's like drifting and he's being held up by his arms. Yeah, he's almost like a marionette. Yeah. And then he drops to the ground. I like the guy the guy opens the door and he's like, oh, it's so-and-so. And his wife's like, what does he want? And then he just kind of starts like sh- swaying back and forth. And he's like, to dance? Yeah. <laughs> um, And then that, like, again, this guy, he gets lanced through the chest by one of these tentacles and gets just pulled out of view and that's when his wife goes outside and sees something up on the roof it's like they, they do they don't let you see what this thing is until like halfway through the movie yeah she runs back inside and she gets sucked up to the chimney um trying to close the flue 
Um, and so I think, at, so Patty comes home from somewhere, the bar or something, and this thing that he brought home attacks him. And you see that it's like actually this, I don't know, it looks like one of those, like, uh, those gel balls with like a bunch of wispy things all over them. <laughs> um, it's basically just a ball of tentacles. Yeah. But it has a mouth. Yeah. If, uh, oh shit, what was that thing called? It looked like there was like this one Pokemon. It was like just made of like worms and it had eyes on it. <laughs> and I think it had feet. Um, the Pokemon or this thing? The Pokemon. Oh, okay. I was going to say that. I don't think this thing had feet. Um, so it attacks Patty. And then it goes to the next day, and he brings it into Smith's office to have him look at it. And the thing looks dead. But Smith is looking at it very intently, and he calls Nolan and O'Shea t- to look and see what this thing is. And none of them have any idea uh at all what it is and patty's very insistent on naming it because because it, smith says all oh, this this might be a new species just an undiscovered sea or you know aquatic being um and he's like patty but he's like well i found it i get the naming rights he's hey, like well, he just wants to call them grabbers yeah well yeah smith is like i'm trying to identify the genus so i can actually give it a real name he's like no i found it i'm calling it grabbers <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, where does it go from? I mean, it, it kind of bounces all over to a bunch of different characters that are just kind of really inconsequential. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess the next really important part is that they realize <clears throat> that the reason that this thing didn't attack Patty is because his blood alcohol content was so high, right? And apparently, the alcohol is like poison to these grabbers. Which is really familiar. This, there's something else where that I've seen where like alcohol was a detractor, like something. I don't know. It's like it was used as like the same catalyst. Like it was intended to like dry something out because it's a you know diuretic. Fuck! I was the entire time I was watching this movie, I was trying to figure out what the hell it was, and I still can't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so they figure out that um it's uh that it, it thrives on water. Like um blood it, and water. But yeah, blood yeah. So it, it it the water like water will rejuvenate it and you know um help it thrive and that it feeds on blood. <clears throat> and it attaches to your face. Like it just slings itself onto your face, wraps its tentacles around you, and just sucks on your mouth and just bleeds you dry. Like it's it's referred it's compared to a leech. Um and it's got this mouth on it that just looks like a fucking blown out asshole. <laughs> like you ever seen like like anal porn where the dude pulls out and the asshole is like super red and kind of gaping. Unfortunately. That's what it looked like. <laughs> except it had teeth. It looked like if you know when you uh, like a blender blade? Yes. Like, take that, but then just stick a blender blade in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> just a big prolapsed asshole with, with blender, blender blades in it. <laughs> yes, they decide the best idea is to just get the entire town pissed drunk. Which is just 
fucking hilarious. Like, they're, they're just like, all right, we're going to throw a party and you're all required to come. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part about this, I think, was that they, um, so they, they need to find out exactly how much they need to, need to be drunk. And the be- their best scope of reference is how drunk Patty was the night when it attacked him. And because everyone else are drinkers or alcoholics, they have to use... Because Ireland. Right. <laughs> All Irish people are drunks. <laughs> Verified by this movie. <laughs> um, now, the, the, uh, Smith says that in order to get an accurate, accurate representation... <laughs> I did it. ...of uh, how much alcohol is needed to repel these things... They need a healthy subject. And the only one available is Lisa, who's never drank. Yeah. <laughs> or she says she's never been drunk. Never been drunk, yeah. And like, so they're they're basically all kind of rally around her. It's like, you you have to do this. You're the you're our only hope, basically. And they kind of do like this, you know, big badass scene where they're all walking towards the bar and like like a triangle formation. <laughs> The reservoir dogging. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the next scene, she's in the bar, just fucking trashed, <laughs> and it's hilarious. <laughs> she's like, she like finishes, kills off this last part of a beer, and slams a cup down on the on the table, and she says, "And you know, she was always the best one, the more talented one, Daddy's little princess, bitch." bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just fucking hilarious <laughs> because she is so straight laced, and um, like when when she's sober, she's all business. Mm-hmm. Like every, everything's about the job, and now and just seeing her just absolutely trashed like this is just fucking hilarious. And then she's she's trashed for like the rest of the movie. Yep, which is really fucking funny. <laughs> and they also had to drink Patty's like a homemade liquor. Right. Yeah, because they're replicating what he drank that night. Yeah. So she drinks like fucking like 10 beers and then everybody's like the bar owner's like is that it and patty's like hold on i had one more thing it's like my own home brew and the guy's like you're bringing hooch into my bar you can't bring that in here it's like now is not at the time (laughs) this could save our lives um yeah and that's just like the 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 end of it for her because she just gets up and like can't even make it two steps before she starts falling backwards. <laughs> um, yeah, that's when they like run into the church and like everybody's there for like I assume like Sunday service, and they go and it's like, hey, we're having a big party at the bar. Everyone's like, no, we're not really interested. And they're like, with free booze. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh well, I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah, so they all go there and they're just having this big party, but you know. Only a handful of them are in the know that there's this giant fucking creature. Oh, by the way, there's this big fucking mama creature that's like it's it's like the first one. Where the like the first one's probably about the size of I don't know, um, like a beach ball maybe. Yeah, about the size of a beach ball, like a normal size beach ball. Um, and this thing is about the size of a house, right? <laughs> Um, and, uh, and there's also little little ploppies, yeah, little, <laughs> little, little ploppers, um, which are basically just like slugs with um, mouths, like the big with prolapse, prolapse anus, anus mouths. mouths. <laughs> MLA. 
Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so the whole town is just in this bar partying. Meanwhile, but uh, someone had to stay sober, right? To kind of be the the sheriff, right? And of course, it's got to be O'Shea, right? The alcoholic, <laughs> who at no point was like just fiending for booze. Which, yeah, for somebody of his caliber of drunkenness, like he would be getting sweats and DTs like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But that's beside the point. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so like only only a handful of people are in the know. It's O'Shea, Nolan, who's just drunk off her ass. Um, Patty, who no more drunk than usual. Yeah. Um, and Smith. And Smith and the bar owner. <clears throat> Did they tell the bar owner? Yeah. Okay. Because he was in the he like he was with them, experimenting how much Nolan needed to drink. Oh right, and they were trying to come up with weapons. Right. And his idea was to fill a squirt gun with uh, petrol. Right. And then, like, that's so fucking hilarious because the thing starts, uh, was, it, was it the big the big mama creature or was it one of the, like, the little ploppies that were trying to get in? And he goes in, he's got this super soaker. With that, like, was, that was the big one. Was it? Okay. He's got this super soaker filled with gas, I guess, um, with like a little, with like a birthday cake candle at yeah, the like end. Yeah, it's got some kind of wick at the end. And he's trying to get smith who drank like half of patty's hooch um and this thing's like fucking high percentage like moonshine moonshine shit and he drank like half of it and he can he, barely stand yeah he he can't stand he's like i can't feel my face <laughs> and he's tr- <laughs> and this bar owner who's drunk off his ass is like trying to stand straight while he's holding the gun like at Smith's face. He says, "Light me." It's Smith's like me. laying on the ground. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, so they finally get the thing lit, and you know, we said this thing needs water to survive, and so the only reason they can attack the bar is because it's raining. Yeah, that was the thing is they all had to be in one place because there's a big ass storm coming through. They tried to call the Coast Guard to come, what, evacuate the island or something? I guess. But they, they tried calling the mainland, and they said, oh, well, all our ships have been called back in because of the storm. So that's what kind of creates the situation, is they have to basically ride out the storm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But so since it's pouring down raid, he finally gets the thing lit and runs outside. It immediately yeah. goes out. <laughs> and so he's just like, suck on this, motherfucker. <laughs> just like pumping this squirt gun at him. And then Smith goes outside with his camera. <laughs> Sorry. Then when they're first laying out the weapons, Smith's like, I got a flare gun. And uh Nolan's like, This is a flare gun. <laughs> and then the bar owner tells him this idea about the squirt gun. They're like, it's just a squirt gun. He's like, if you fill it or they say it's just a water gun. He says, if you fill it with water, fill it with petrol, you got yourself flamethrower. This is a water gun. <laughs> She becomes the best part of this movie like, yeah. the minute she gets drunk um, because she's so indignant. <laughs> like, she just becomes this, like, smart-ass, big-mouth bitch. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Um, and uh, I love how they're telling everybody that they can't leave, but they don't want to explain it to them. But then she gets up there, and she's like, it's okay. There's no monster trying to kill you, right? <laughs> and Smith's just like... We need more alcohol. Because <laughs> the kegs get tapped. Right. 
Yeah, and they're like, oh, that's why they're trying to figure out who's going to go outside to change over the, the taps. That's what it was. Because <laughs> they, they had to go outside for some reason. I couldn't remember what it was. Um, and, so, and so Smith, like, he slips past everyone. Like, nobody notices that he's going outside at first. He's going outside with his camera because he's like, I need to take a picture for National Geographic. <laughs> and Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> And then he just starts taking pictures of the monster. He's just like, you're beautiful. <laughs> like, you don't want to hurt me. He's like, see? He's just misunderstood. He's just a beautiful creature who's scared. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just <laughs> swats him away, into the, like off into the ocean or something. You just see him, his shadow going across the moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. So this is within five years, so we can... Spoil it, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so um they start a f- like a fire gets started in the bar, and so they have to evacuate everyone, but the thing is still outside, and so they need to find a way to get it pinned down because I think I think it's Nolan that gets the idea. It's like, well, it needs the water to survive. What if we just put it somewhere where it won't get water? And just keep it there until it dries out and dies. It's like, it's not a bad idea. It's definitely a drunk idea. <laughs> and so they get this idea to drive out to the um, uh, construction site, have the thing follow it out there, follow them out there, and basically, what is it they were going to... They were going to take a crane and just lift it up. Right. Um, and then, but they get, to the, they get to the construction site and it's just flooded. And they're like... Or O'Shea's like, how long do you think this is going to take to dry out? And no, it's like three days. <laughs> um, so, but they get the idea they're going to blow it up. They take the flare gun and there's a bunch of like flammable barrels. Yeah. Um, they're trying to get it down into the into the ditch of the construction site. Or is it a construction site or like a... It's Yeah, it's some kind of... Some kind of activity going on there. Um, and... Uh, Basically, yeah, O'Shea tries to be the hero and gets down in this ditch, and he's he's gonna light the barrels, but it just it it gets all fucked up. Like nothing, nothing he's doing is going right. Yeah, and so this thing is right on top of him, and uh, well, because first he's up on the bridge and he's gonna shoot down at it mm-hmm. and have it explode, but then he, the thing knocks over the bridge and he falls. Right. So then he kind of realizes he's gonna have to bite the bullet and he's gonna have to commit suicide in order to blow this thing up. But then all of a sudden, Nolan comes through with the the bulldozer. Yeah. And it's just like, you cunt. <laughs> yeah, and she just goes off the edge of this cliff, or not cliff, but like the edge of the, the cutout into the construction zone and just lands on top of the of this thing with the um, bulldozer. Scoop. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the actual term of it, but and just pins the thing down. And so they all... they kind of reunite and they climb up out of the um, construction zone and they're just, yeah. So they're having like the, you know, the heart heartfelt uh, ending or it's like, Oh, you know, I can't believe it all went well and shit like that. But then all of a sudden O'Shea gets snatched up by the, um, by one of the tentacles of this thing. It starts getting pulled down and that's when Nolan takes the flare gun and Blows Blast the, the barrels and, and blows the shit up. 
And so, oh no, she. Sh- yeah, you're right. But does O'Shea? Oh, I'm trying to think why why the thing tossed O'Shea away because he had that bottle of hooch in his in his um, jacket and he dumps it into its mouth. Yes, and so it throws him away, and that's when Nolan shoots the flare and the thing blows up. So that's the end of the movie, sort of. Sort of. There's a little epilogue there, but yeah, there's yeah, yeah. It kind of pans along the the coast of the beach and. Behind these rocks, you see that there are actually these eggs still buried in the sand. Dun dun dun! Grabbers too. The grabbing still egg. grabbing, <laughs> still grabbing. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's kind of a shit explanation, but it's a fun movie. <laughs> it really is. I, I really enjoyed it, and I think it at least was partially due to the fact that they're Irish people, and just listening to drunk Irish people is just <laughs> hilarious. It's like listening to. to British people like there's just something about their humor that just makes you laugh. Yeah, um, this movie reminded me of all three of the Cornetto movies. Yes, yeah, it was very similar humor. Um, but it's like the monsters are kind of like the zombies in Shaun of the Dead, and then you've got the cop aspect mm-hmm. from Hot Fuzz, and then the alien aspect from The World's Ed. Right. And then the scene with all the ploppers in the bar reminded me of Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I wonder if that was like an inspiration. I don't know. But I love how she nails the one to the bar. <laughs> yeah. And it just has this like look of self-satisfaction on her face. Like, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> like, so she, because she's like the most drunk of the group, she is, they're sending her outside for something. To get the truck. That's right. But she has to walk through the bar full of all the little ploppies. <laughs> like she, she leaves the back room and closes the door behind her. And before like, taking stock of the room, seeing what's going on. She just grabs a big handful of bar nuts, <laughs> which you never eat. You never eat the bar nuts. Why? Because a lot of people eat the bar nuts <laughs> and a lot of people don't wash their hands. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So I had a, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I mean, when, I kind of took it by the title to not be totally serious. Like I thought it might be a little tongue in cheek. Then when I started picking up on the fact that it was actually more of a horror comedy, I was a little worried, but like, it was just so funny. Like everybody in the movie was funny in mm-hmm. their own way. Um, and they all worked, they all played really well together. Um, as far as like, being like this small town or this, you know, this village where everybody kind of knows everyone and knows everybody's quirks. Um, I just yeah, I was, thought that was really uh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if I would, I would find the humor funny, but I did. Yeah. I mean, you know, foreign humor, it's a little hit and miss. Yeah, exactly. Um, because you know it's like you know both you and I both like British humor typically, but sometimes it's just like British humor is is sometimes off, it's too dry. Off, yeah, it's very dry, and it's just like uh, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but this was just that that right amount, and the fact that it was like the premise of the movie, it's like this town has to be drunk in order to save themselves, right? And that's hilarious 
because I appreciate lowbrow humor. <laughs> exactly. So, anything else to add? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Oh, like- yes. Okay. O'Shea looks almost exactly like Donald Sutherland in the original uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers without the mustache. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I mean, with like like brown hair instead of kind of blondish, sandy blonde. But yeah, but yeah. they both have like the the perm. Yeah, the big fro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of want to. I want to see grabbers too, but like I don't know how they'd make it different. Yeah, that's a good point. And just there is no grabbers too. I'm just saying, it obviously set it up for a sequel, but it's been six years and there's no sequel. So yeah, or no word of a sequel right but yeah uh this is a recommend for me yeah seconded um it's if you have shutter it's it's free on there both these movies are but right I mean, if, don't if, watch rooms but, but don't watch rooms <laughs> <laughs> what's your number on this um i'll give it a seven i was thinking seven too top tier yeah it's like I thought about giving it an eight, but then I think about the other movies I've given eights to. I was in the same boat. It's not quite there, but it's really good. It's really enjoyable. And the effects are, are, are good. Yeah. I, would I mean, it's CGI monsters, but it's it's done well. Yeah. And it's like the fact that it took so long for them to actually show the monster, I thought that um, they either weren't going to show it or when they finally did, it was going to look like shit. Yeah. But it actually looked, for CGI, it looked really good. Yeah. So... Um. And the cast is just hilarious. Yeah. I don't know if these are well-known people in Ireland or in the UK, but um, yeah, really funny. So there we go. Yep. (laughs) Um, That's all we have for you. So I hope you enjoyed the show, guys. Did you enjoy the show, guys? Guys, is anyone still there? <laughs> uh, cool. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> Bye, everyone. No, um, it's been a hundred and five episodes, and you still can't get this right. I'm very tired. <laughs> it's been a very long day. It is Monday on top of all, everything. So, well, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, all you tossers and sheep shakers. <laughs> You fucking cunts. Um, yeah. Go out. Have fun. Be merry. Drink some green beer. Be be Irish for a day. Um, wear, wear your green or you get pinches. <laughs> I don't get Taylor pinches. Stop. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't drink too much because then you go to jail. Right. Or, or die. And do not drink and drive. No. Definitely don't. Definitely. Um, so we're going to be back here with episode 106 in a couple weeks. Um, and what are we going to be watching then, Taylor? Uh, it's going to be our salute to creepy clowns. Doing a lot of salutes. <laughs> we're going to be watching Circus of the Dead and Terrifier. Right. Uh, brought to you by Dread Central. So excited to see it. It's the sequel, or it's a spinoff, spin-off of, I guess? of um, All Hallows, All Hallows Eve, Eve with, with Art, Art the Clown. Clown. Jinx, buy me a Coke. <laughs> Hate you. No, you don't. Um, 
But yes, but you can catch up with us in the meantime. Taylor, where can they go? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or wherever else you find your podcast, as long as that place is not Stitcher. We are on Facebook and Instagram as Grave Plot Podcast. We're on Twitter. What did I say? You said Stitcher. Oh, no, we're on Stitcher. Yeah, we we are on Stitcher. (laughs) We're not on Spotify. Because they don't like our practices. Right. (laughs) Um, And Facebook and Instagram as Grave Plot Podcast. We're on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot Right. And don't forget about Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast if you feel like getting some exclusive content. We have a uh, a review of Baby Blood coming up later this month. Right. That should be fun. <laughs> yeah. Gary Oldman voicing a baby. Fetus monster. <laughs> cool. So, uh, we hope that you catch up with us then, guys. Till then. I'm Skeletoni. I am Taylor O'Terror. And this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little Irish inside. I'm an Irishman, leather weathered Irish skin. Beard orange is the sunset of the flag In the night sky we fight and Pride for the life we fight to live History I write with it Spit it with the dialect And this is a celebration of course The great white horse And when they pulled up on that shore First generation born Toasting those that made it on a boat to New York And when the English came The colonizer came They filled up bottles of gasoline Turned them into balls of flames And hurled them to protect what's ours I'll touch these lucky charms A bunch of Irish screaming Fuck the London Guard I'm kidding, not dissing London this bloody bar But go against the Irish and get a bloody jaw Preach non-violence, but remind us of the scars And the fires to put a pine up everybody sing a song We put our glass to the sky and lift up and live tonight Cause you can't take it with ya So raise a pipe for the people that aren't with us and live tonight Cause you can't take it with ya We put our glass to the sky and lift up and live tonight Cause you can't take it with ya So raise a pipe for the people that aren't with us and live tonight Cause you can't take it with ya From New England to New Brunswick Galway to Dublin a rebellious nation of freckle-faced hustlers, heart, blue-collared workers, and family, my heritage. Proud to be a Haggerty. Now, with whiskey in our veins, claiming with a brave.